And now on Radio 4, it's time once again to join the show business legend, raconteur, after-dinner speaker and twice-voted Doncaster Advertiser's sleeveless pullover wearer of the year, runner-up, runner-up, 1968 to 1969, Count Arthur Strong. With the advent of the tank top, Count Arthur retired from competitive sleeveless pullover wearing in 1970, preferring these days to watch anything on television. Join him now for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. And here on Radio Doncaster, with the time coming up to just turn ten o'clock, but I think that must be a bit fast, because my watch says it's... Two minutes two, and I put that right by the radio this morning. <laughs> I don't know why we can't have a clock in here that works. Anyway, whatever sudden time it is, it's the time to take off first request. Line one, are you there? Hello? Go ahead, line one, you're through to count Arthur Strong's golden oldies hour. Hello? Go on, then. Hello? All right, cut him off. Eh? You've had your chance, idiots. <laughs> Line four or something. Line four. <laughs> Hello? What's your favourite disc you want spinning on my platter, pot pickers? You are poo-poo. You are poo-poo. <laughs> what? Forty pounds. Stop it, you naughty child. I'll tell your mother. I bet she doesn't even know you're on the phone running up and down her bill. Get off now! Go on, go away! Who lets the kids on phones? Uh, don't know what the world's coming to. Line 22. Who's on line 22? Hello? Hello? You're through to count Arthur Strong's olden ghoulies hour. <laughs> Golden oldies, I mean. Golden oldies hour, whatever it is. What do you want playing? Play Misty for me. Oh, not you again. Listen, why don't you buy yourself a copy of the flipping thing? Misty for me. I tell you something, it's all wearing a bit thin, is that, eh? We're all getting a bit fed up of hearing that ad infinity. I mean, I like Johnny Matthews Rosie as much as the next people, but you can't have too much of it. Why don't you have something by Cliff Richards more or something, eh? It's so funny how we don't do any more talking anymore. It would be my choice. I want you to play Misty for me. Right, I'm putting the phone down now. You, you're just being stupid. Ta-ta! Line 14. What do you want requesting? Play Misty for me. How did you get on there? I, 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 I've just switched you off. Line 3. Play Misty for me. Stop it! Stop that! I don't know how you're bloody well doing that, but you can stop it. Line 666. What do you want requesting of my golden grannies? Girlies, girlies, oh, it's bloody gingang ghoulies, whatever it is. Play Misty for me. Right, I'm going to call the police. Play Misty for me. Stop being stupid. Play Misty for me. Right, that's it, you've had your warning. Play Misty for Stop me. Stop telling me that, stop telling me that. Yeah, you, 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 you can't do that. That, 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 that. You block off Talk to me like that, you stupid... Oh, dear. It was a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> well, I'm saying dream. It was more like a daymare, wasn't it, than a dream? 
Hey, right, we'll have that bloody film up for a start. Play Misty for me. These three VDs they give you with the papers. Hey. They ought to have a warning on them. Not suitable for watching while asleep. <laughs> That'll be what started all that off. Well, that at half a pound of red Leicester. <laughs> Always makes me dream, does cheese? Ooh, I had some Stilton once, and I dreamed I was a rabbit. Ooh, there were bits of lettuce and carrot everywhere. Oh, yes, the, the, they called the police, did some of <laughs> I had to clear it all up myself. <laughs> Community service. Oh, yes, I did me time for that, don't you worry. Hey, up and down the aisles with me mop and bucket. Ah, now then, that will be that idiot Geoffrey. Good, good. He better have remembered to bring everything with him. There'll be trouble if he hasn't. Oh, for crying out loud, why does he do that? Do you do that to everybody's bells, or is it just mine? What? I refer, Geoffrey, to your repeated fingering of my appliance. <laughs> well, you can't hear whether it's rung or not from the outside. Oh, yes, how convenient. Hey, are you sure you're not trying to mask a morbid obsession with bells? Because they come in all shapes and forms and sorts. Obsessions? Oh, yeah, I was reading about that in the advertiser. One man in there ate chalk. Oh, yes, he couldn't get enough of it. Because of his beliefs, he was prepared to live his whole life with a chalky aftertaste. Hey, mind you, he never suffers from indigestion. <laughs> but don't just stand there. Come in. Mind your head. Oh! On that light fitted. Now, have you brought everything I told you to? I, I think so. You think so? Well, you know what Thought did, don't you? What? Thought his foot was hanging out of bed, so he got out to have a look, and it wasn't. And he never found that foot. Yeah. Oh, yes. He has to hop everywhere now. Oh. Empty your bag out on the table. Let me check it all. Here we are, then. Tape recorder. That's the microphone. It just plugs into the side, and that's a cassette. Sounds of the 70s. I told you to bring a new one. It's all right, you can just tape over it. I didn't have any new ones. What do you want it for, anyway? Ah, well, Geoffrey, I have had a brilliant brainwave in my sleep. It's, it's where we creative types do most of our thinking. Listen to this. I'm going to make a documentary about myself on that tape recorder and sell it to the radio. I've, I've storyboarded it up when I was on the lavatory this morning. Um, <laughs> pass me that bit of toilet paper off the sideboard. <laughs> No, not that bit. That's, that's, that's my idea for a quiz show for the telly, is that? Here, listen to this. I've called it IQ, and I'm the chairman, and I know all the answers. And, and then I get two teams that don't know much, and one of them gets all the answers wrong, and he never gets a point. In fact, he gets minus points. Anyway, it doesn't matter how many um, points he gets, because everyone just turns on to watch me know all sorts. <laughs> Do you want me to show you how to use it, then? Use what? The tape recorder. I'm not using it. You are. What do you mean? You're going to be taping me. But I can't... I can't. I'm not doing it. I need all my hands free to depress myself. Um, Extract myself. Oh, express myself. <laughs> Besides, the trade onions might blackleg me. Yeah? And if there's one thing I'm not, it's a, a blackhead. Yeah? <laughs> You'd never work in radio again. And don't think you wouldn't be culpable. Your career would be over before it started. It would be the McCartney witch hunts all over again. 
Maxwell's silver hammer will be down upon your head like a ton of silver bricks before you know it. You, 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 you'll be back in the USSR Enterprise before you know what the time is. Well, I suppose I can spare half an hour. Oh, don't put yourself out. Anyway, now you've finally deigned to participate, perhaps we can get on. What's the first port of call on that piece of toilet paper? All it's got written on it is packet of Jaffa cakes. No, you've picked the wrong one up again, the other one. Well, there's half a dozen bits on here. Do you write everything on toilet paper? Most of my ideas come to me in my less guarded moment, shall we say. <laughs> in the smallest room of the house with the toilet in it. I should put a desk in there, really. Oh, yes. I'm very productive on the lavatory, I am. Yeah. Hey, and it's very good for writing on his easel. They should say that on the commercials. And, and you can still use it after you've written on it. Hey. Anyway, look, get all the bits off the sideboard. We'll take them down to Jerry's Cafe and have a production meeting over a working breakfast. And while we're there, we can give Jerry a proper probing interview about me. Hey, you see, Geoffrey, I'm thinking on my hooves again. I'm like, I'm like champion the Wonder Woman. Uh, um, Wonder Bra. Um, come on. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Geoffrey. Good day, Jerry. Hello. What'll it be, then? Well, Jerry, I'm here this morning for one very important twofold reason. <laughs> Can you have one twofold reason? Or do you have to have two? If it's twofold, it's one bit of paper folded in half, isn't it? Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm here this morning, Jerry, for one bit of paper folded in half twice. <laughs> A light lunch, which I'll come to in more detail shortly, but I don't want you to concern yourself over that at present. I'll regurgitate my lunch for you later. Um, and thirdly, I want to... Thirdly? How many times did I say that bit of paper was folded in half? I forgot now, listening to that. Just tell me what the first thing is, and, and when you've done that, tell me what the second thing is. That's what I was building up to, if you'd given me the opportunity. Anyway, listen... I want to interview you for a documentary that the BBC Radio will be doing on me, if they've got any sense. Well, what do you want to interview me about? Me? Why? Well, because I'm a celebrity and I come in here and you know me. It's a, um, sort of to make me more inhuman to people <laughs> who only know me through my celibacy. Because too many people, you know, I'm like an extra member of the royal family that I've never had. Princess Michael of Kent or something. No, she's a woman. What do they call a Michael for if she's a woman? It's like a boy named Sue, isn't it? Hey, we all know what happened to her. My name is Sue. How do you do? You th hey, you'd think that her that did the naked Enoch would be down on that like a ton of bricks. Germaline Greer. Yeah. Anyway, someone like Princess Anne Summers' husband instead. Yeah. The first one, the horse jumper, Philip Marks. I don't even know what her second one is, eh? That's what the royal family's come to. A few hundred years ago, she would have married the Archduke Les Ferdinand, wouldn't she? Yeah. <laughs> it's scandalous, isn't it, that, that the marrying people we don't know? Their blue blood is thinning all the time. It'll be a watery turquoise by now. <laughs> anyway, whichever one of the extra royal bloody family I am... I want to show a more accessible, caring side to myself, so that people... Can, can... I squeeze past you, mate? Get no, things. you can't. I'm talking here. Go around the other way. Dear, oh, dear, talk about ignorant. 
Oh, I've lost my thread now because of you, idiot. Um, oh, yes, um, so that people can see the softer, more caring side of me. <laughs> All right, are you ready, you? Uh, yes, I think so. Are you ready, Jerry? Well, can I just serve these two first? Oh, it'll only take a minute. They don't mind, do you? Well, I've got to get back to work. Your job's not going to go away, is it? There you are. Ready, Jeffrey? And action. Now, Jerry, you've known me for Shetland donkey's years, haven't you? <laughs> and, and I am very sensitive and caring, aren't I, when I'm ordering my scrambled eggs, bacon, tomatoes and fried slice, for instance. What the bloody hell are you doing playing that? Is that some kind of stupid joke of yours? Uh, sorry, I, I must have pressed play instead of record. That, that was the sound of the 70s. Look, I really do need to get my coffee and get back to work. Oh, for crying out loud, go on then. I was going to move up and down the queue and feature some of you informally chatting to me about myself. <laughs> but you've just talked yourself out of that love into a radio silence cul-de-sac. <laughs> no one will ever know now you were in the queue with me. You could have told your grandchildren all about your immortal moment with me. Why would I want to? Oh, don't ask me. Ignorance is bliss, though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, bliss, though. Bliss, oh. Oh, bliss. I'll tell you something. You'll be pleading to me to be back in it when you've satiated your caffeine buzz because that's what I'm picking up from you with your lack of patience. Uh, look, I need to get my sandwich and get going as well. Here, look what you've started now. A full-scale revolt, eh? It's mutiny on the buses all over again. <laughs> Mr. Christian, Mr. Christian, I'll hang you from the highest yonder. <laughs> I tell you what, I've had enough of you two. I, I could have made you stars in my documentary about myself if you had half a brain between you. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drown. <laughs> Come on, Geoffrey, let's get on. <laughs> Right, we'll do a bit here, right outside the Hippodrome. Then we'll go in and I'll speak to all the staff there about how nice I am. I'm going to have to go in a minute. You can go when you finish this. Dear, oh dear, we need to see a little bit more commitment, Geoffrey. And there is no I in commitment. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. It's in the middle. Now you're just being contrary. Do you want to be a sound technician or not? No, not really. Good. Now get that button pressed. Hello, everybody. Count Arthur Strong here, talking to you. You know, with the... With... <laughs> Will you stop doing that bloody song? Stop playing Misty for me. It's, sorry, the, the, the buttons are right next to each other. It's a flaw in the design. There's a flaw in your design, if truth be known. Now, come on. I don't want to hear that sudden tune again. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Count Arthur Strong here, talking to you. You know, when they asked me to do this documentary to myself, I thought, uh, about myself, I thought, wouldn't it be marvellous to go back and visit some of the wonderful old theatres where I took the bill in the golden yards of variety? Well, you won't be able to see this, but I'm standing right outside the Hippodrome where I top myself regularly <laughs> in 1960-something. And I'm just going to pop inside and have a luck around to see if all the memories come flashing back and makes me cry. <laughs> Which would be very good for the programme. And action. I mean, cut. Um, right, Geoffrey, let's get in there. 
Can I see your tickets? It's all right, we're from the BBC. We're doing the programme. Now, you've got to have a ticket. Look, we're doing a documentary. It's all been cleared by Alan Yobbo. Lentil. Yentl, Alan Yentl. Streisand, Barbara Streisand herself has cleared it. Well, it hasn't been cleared with me. Tickets. I'm the star and artist. I don't really deal with the public. Geoffrey, would you sort this out, please? My production assistant will show you the relevant paperwork. What paperwork? I thought I was a sound engineer. Oh, just bluff your way in. Come on, show me what you're made of. Use your initiativity. <laughs> Twenty bloody pounds. You're an idiot, you are. He wouldn't have let us in otherwise. You said to use my initiative. Don't think you're getting that back. I meant to bluff your way in. Oh, blimey, it's dark in here, isn't it? What have we done to this place? This used to be where all the stalls were. Let's sit down here in this booth. Um, I'll do a bit to camera. A microscope. Oh, your microphone, I mean. Do you want me to dance for you? Beg your pardon? <laughs> do you want me to do a table dance for you? Not quite sure what you mean, dear. Do you not feel the cold dressed like that? <laughs> I could dance for you, or if you like, I could sit and have a drink with you. A drink? What a good idea. Great minds think alike. You see, Geoffrey, you should have thought of that as head of catering. Um, yes, do join us for a drink, my dear. Move up, you. Tell very much. I'm Pandora. I think you look ever so distinguished. Who oh, does? Me? Oh, oh, yes. Well, I know how to wear a suit, you know. Um, I modelled for John Colliers in the 60s. <laughs> yes, I was their main mannequin. John Collier, John Collier, the window to watch. Yeah, that was me in that. Yeah. I don't know what you have to do to get a drink in this. Where did that come from? Oh, look at all the bubbles. Let's have a drop of that. Oh, they tickle your nose, don't they? They tickle your nose. Oh, uh, just a minute. Ah, oh, show! Oh, I've forgotten they did that, the bubbles. I do beg your pardon, Panda. Um, <laughs> here, Geoffrey, switch that recorder on. We can use all this. Um, I used to do an act here, you know, Panda. What, like the full Monty? The full what? Uh, speaking of full, let's have a top-up. Yeah, these glasses are little, aren't they? You hardly get anything in them. Bottoms up. Yes, I was very well known. Uh, just a minute. Ah, oh, oh, dear. Oh, I need a hanky, I do. Um, hang on a minute. Can you remember that idea I told you for my quiz show? I think so. Good. I'll use that sheet then. <laughs> there we are, you see. And that writing won't come off. Look at that. <laughs> You've got all black on your nose. Have I? Well, well, well I shouldn't have. That's supposed to be an inedible pen, is that? <laughs> right, well, I should be suing one or the other of them for that. Or both. Yes, they're all in cheroots, aren't they? I'll sue both of them. You don't half talk funny. That's because my mother sent me to electrocution lessons. <laughs> to learn how to talk properly with someone's plums in my mouth. Mama could see I was destined for great things. <laughs> hey, and you know, I was very well known in this building in its heyday 
Oh, yes, Panzer. I was here <laughs> topping the bill with them all. Eric and Morecambe, Terry Cooper, um, Tessie Oche Guevara. <laughs> Are you getting it all, Jeffrey? It's documentary coal dust, is this? Eh? I'll be fascinated to hear back what I'm saying myself. That's how good it is. Here, let's have another drop of that sherbet. <laughs> And I said, give us a kiss and the job's yours. Oh, and laughed at that. Well, you had to. Well, you didn't have to, but we did anyway, because we just did. Did you get that, Jeffrey? Here, let's have the lid off the other bottle open. That's it, fill her up. Oh, that hits the spots, that does. Oh, but listen to me talking about myself. Tell me your life story, Padenda. <laughs> Turn it off for this bit. Don't waste your tape on her. Oh, oh. oh just a minute. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hang on. What does that say on it? Copy family fortunes, but call it something different like relatives with money. Oh, I've said, I've said that in. I'm still waiting to hear about that. Give us it back. Look, that's come off as well. Oh, I love my day in court with them, don't you, really? Now, where was I? Oh, yes, switch it on. Um, yes, I used to do impressions and everything when I started out. Um, here, see if you can guess who this is. Mm. Hello, everybody. You know me? Yes, that's right. Yes. It's Carrie Grant. Yes. <laughs> that's who I am talking to you. Gary Cron of the films. Yes, yes. You can call me Gary, Gary Cron. Yes. Now, did you get who that was then? Gary, someone. There you go. I still haven't lost it, have I? Hey, who else did I used to do impressions of? Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Mike Yarwood. Mike Yarwood. Yeah, I used to do him as well. Ooh, shut that door. <laughs> Look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. I get misty holding your hand. You can say that you're leading me on. Oi, 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 get down off that table, sir, come on. Wonderful news, everybody, wonderful news. Get down. Shut up. My sweet pants color has made me the happiest man alive. You're all invited to the wedding. Right, that's it. Don't worry, Panda dear. While there's a breath in my body, he'll not harm one hair of you. Tis a far, far better thing I done know than that'll... <laughs> Come on then, sunshine, you don't bother me. I've done boxing, I have. Oh, look, that woman's got no trousers on. Oopsie-daisy. <laughs> Oh, dear. I feel a little bit sick now I'm lying down. <laughs> so, you see, all this has been a documentary we're doing, Ossifer. You know, it was all a simple misunderstanding that got out of hand waiting to happen, which did. And I know that the BBC's Mr Yobbo would have backed me up on that. Here. And I'll tell you something else between me, you and the bedpost. I was in an episode of Dixon of Docker Bay, I was. Yeah. 
So come on, let's all pull together and close the ranks on this one. And I won't take it any further. More champagne, Vicar. Right, well, listen, if you reckon you can get him home all right, we won't say any more about it this time. Oh, yes, he'll, he'll be all right with me. But I'm warning you, anything like this happens again and you will be in trouble. Thank you very much, Sergeant. And if you're not a sergeant, you should be. A matter I will be discussing with the Chief Constable himself when he next holds one of his policemen's balls. <laughs> go on, off you go. Go on, before I change my mind. That's just what I was like in Dog Sick and Dick Green. Yeah. <laughs> Hard but firm. <laughs> they don't make them like me anymore. Except for you. You're made like me, you are. Come on, Jeffrey. Ooh, my head's throbbing. Right, shambles. Today's been, hasn't it? Uh, never mind, Arthur. I'll get you home. I'm not going home. I'm going to the shoulder of mutton. I've got to get back on the horse that's bit me. But I told the policeman I'd get you home. Well, it's my second home, isn't it? Eh? So technically you are. <laughs> Come on, Geoffrey. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Uh, do you know you've got black smudges all over your face? Yes, I do. I thought those pens were inedible. <laughs> Goodness only knows what my backside looks like. <laughs> I only hope it's not leaked on me underpants. <laughs> Give me a pint, will you, Jack? Well, what have you been up to today, then? I've been making a documentary. All right. About what? About me and my wonderful career I've had. And I'm still having, before you say anything. It's all a bit hush-hush puppy at the moment. I can't really say too much about it. But I think a few people will find it surprising and repugnant. <laughs> poignant. Surprising and poignant. Well, there you go. £2.90. Oh, I've forgotten. He's been through me pockets at the Hippodrome. Um, you'll have to remember it, Jack. The Hippodrome? <laughs> You've been to the Hippodrome. I didn't think that was your seat. Uh, what do you want to drink? Oh, thanks very much. I'll have a pint of bitter with you. No, not you. Her. I'm asking my girlfriend. Well, it's hard to tell who you're talking to with those sunglasses on. You look like Roy Orbison. Or, or the big Orbison, as I know him as. There. I'll have a lager. Uh, two pints of lager, please. Do you want any crisps? Oh, go on, then. I'll have a packet of cheese and onion. I'm not asking you. Ooh, pardon me for breathing, Royal Mistle. No, I don't. Just two pints of lager, please. Coming up. Uh, do you want to put something on the jukebox? Are you talking to me now, or are you still talking to her? Because, frankly, neither of us are both in the dock with your glasses on. Why would I talk to you? Isn't that just the way society's going, eh? Oh, dear, oh, dear, you couldn't make it up. Cathy, do you want me to put anything on the jukebox for you? Yeah, play Misty for me. What did you say? I said play Misty for me. Right, that's it. I'm not listening to that bloody song again. So it was you who was on the telephone in my day, Mayor, was it? Eh? This is all a conspiracy, isn't it? Come out, Geoffrey, I know you're there. Unless, unless I'm still asleep... Am I asleep? Nip me. Come on, nip me. Here you, Roy Oberon. Nip me. Go on, nip me. You're a lunatic. Right, Jack, put me this pint in a doggy bag. I'm going to sleepwalk home and lock the door. I've had enough of today. Good night. I'll stick all in your head. <laughs>
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Mel Gedroich, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production.